Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who are building award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. I'm your host, John Duesberg, and I co-founded my own company and this podcast with the simple idea that life is short, so why not love the people with whom you work? We have a passion for helping people-first leaders like you connect individuals and teams inside of your organization to create stronger workplace communities and cultures. So whether you're leading a small business or a large enterprise, fully distributed or in the office, welcome to our community here at The Great Retention. What does it take to create a progress-based culture in the workplace? In this episode of The Great Retention, I sit down with Tanisha Tulloch, Chief People Officer at ISRA Coaching, to discuss the key components of building a progress-driven organization. From redefining values to using engagement survey data effectively, Tanisha shares some practical insights and examples for leaders who want to foster a culture of growth and development. Stay tuned to learn about the importance of individualized growth experience, the rise of HR tech stacks, beyond chat GPT, and how your learning and development strategy can shape the employee experience. Welcome to another show, The Great Retention. Tanisha, it is so awesome to have you joining us today. Thank you for being our guest today. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So our our show, of course, you know, our goal is to is to really just dig in and learn from other leaders such as yourself who are out there navigating all things employee engagement, culture, employee experience. So so grateful for you to be here from from a leadership perspective sharing your insights and also, you know, the work that you're doing at Ezra Right. So maybe just for our audience, if, if just to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your leadership role, the organization, you know, the kind of the overall makeup of Ezra from an employee perspective. So our audience knows what, what you're navigating on the day to day. For sure, for sure. Well, I started at Ezra a couple of years ago in the capacity of HR director, and this was the first time that they've actually had a dedicated HR team being built out from scratch. Ezra coexists within LHH, the tag group, and we are their pilot project where we wanted to bring digital coaching to everyone. And so there's, this was a huge feat, and, and we are doing it well. We have approximately 300 employees across the globe, so we are are very much a global company. We have three hubs within the UK, within Canada, within the US, and, and we're excited about the work that we do. We, we have over 2,000 coaches that are dedicated to helping people find their voice, find their passions, and we actually call it a, a ripple effect that we are looking to impact people and their lives beyond just work. And so the great work that Ezra does is, is felt in many, many organizations, and we're really excited about what we do. I like that, the ripple effect. So it's going to have an impact beyond just the individual, but their their friends, their families, their communities. So I like that. Okay, mm. so so today you're you're leading three hundred people or so across multiple countries. Uh, right. So distributed teams environment and 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 so you're and then the teams are doing leadership consulting for for clients, right? 
all over the world. Right. And so just to go in a bit deeper on that front. And so we partner with L&D teams, CTROs and business leaders to help find the impact of, of their people through coaching. And, and with our coaches ranging from all of them are ICF certified, but executive coaches to coaches that help people with different, within different industries, we make sure that we customize that coaching program for the individual. And so it's really cool to see that customization come to life in partnership with Ezra, Ezra Knotts. That's what we call ourselves. The last <laughs> okay. Love it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, just being able to bring your perspective from, you know, from such a, a, a large pool from coaches is, is super valuable. So, so thank you so much for joining us on the great retention. So first, first thing I want to dig into with you here, which is a little bit of a, a personal story that you shared with me, <laughs> right? And you, you mentioned this term, and it just stuck with me, right? And you, you said, mm-hmm. I am not a people person, I'm a progress person. Okay. And, and then you shared the story about, I think you were actually through the interview process with Ezra and you, you said that in your interview process, move in in an HR leadership capacity. And I'm sure everyone just looked at you like, what are you talking about? Tell us a little bit about this term. Tell us what it means to you. Tell, you know, give us a little bit of context here. Right. So let me go a little further back than Ezra, because okay. it does require some context, especially for the HR professionals that have come into this space, thinking that you need to be a, a people person to be successful in HR. I have dabbled in so many different industries from hospitality, HR consulting, med devices, and robotics. And the personalities and, and the, the needs of the employees varied so greatly. But being in HR, you, you see the true human side of, of people. And, and with that in place, and, and with that mindset, you can you can see what, what drives them, what demotivates them, what frustrates them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we realize, or HR professionals, myself included, realize that we're just dealing with humans who have emotions on such a varied scale. And so it's really difficult to always be a people person when people are human, when people disappoint, when people experience hurts in different ways and their fears come out as, as anything but fearful. And so with that, I had to shift my mentality of always being the likable people person to a progress person. How am I able to set procedures and practices in place to help people progress into their best selves while at work? And so by the time I got to Ezra with all of those experiences in different industries, I just came to a place in in my career where I wanted to be authentic to my experience and who I was as as an HR professional. But also, I wanted to not dabble into the in, in, in the tradition of wanting to be the rule maker or the administrative mm-hmm. assistant or the policy maker for our people because I knew I knew that people needed more than that. And when I interviewed with Ezra and I and I gave that analogy, yes, it was met with shock, and I literally <laughs> thought that I moonwalked my way out of that interview. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. But no, they allowed me the chance to explain that. Progress is what will help retain employees, help them feel so connected to the company uh, that you don't have to really worry about retention in the long run because their mission is driven by something bigger than a paycheck mm. uh, because of the progress that we've enabled them to see through what we do. I love that. I love that story. It, it I kind of think of it as you were sharing there, you have a traditional, we'll call it legacy view from HR leadership, and then you have a 
really a current, but we'll say modern or future mm-hmm. view. And and I I see that, and I think we're totally aligned. I mean, it's it's being a strategic partner. It's being you know a partner to the business, but also to the the person, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like you said, I mean, we use the term employee, but we're all people, right? And we have yeah. emotions. We have things that are you know. I have a six month year old, right? So we have things that, you know, are going on in our lives and everyone has different motivations. And so I like what you're saying about being authentic and, and acknowledging that, and then trying to meet Mm -hmm. people, you know, where they are, right. In terms of their self. So love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So being a progress, like it totally makes sense. It resonates, right? And by the way, like what we we hear from, especially this is all demographics, but especially younger demographics. If I don't feel like I'm part of a culture that's authentic, if I don't feel connected, right. aligned to the mission values, I'm going somewhere where I do. Right. And, and right. so I feel like people, you know, will snuff that out really quick if if you're not authentic, right? And so I do think that you're absolutely right. This is the future from an HR leadership perspective. Absolutely. I mean, I feel gone other days where you can have values that live in the hallway beside the bathroom and people are expected to rehearse them. In fact, <laughs> we, we, we actually changed our values within the company a year ago because we recognize that where we were, say, two years ago is, is not who we are today because we believe in pushing positively. That's one of our newer values where mm. we are able to challenge respectfully and honor our own voices to make sure that they resonate across the business, but also uh, they're, they're, they're done in such a way that impact our, our clients yep. positively. And we own it together. That was a new one as well, where we, we use it in our everyday language, to be completely honest, like this is, this is ours. This is not only our role, but o- when we own it together, we're able to actually see the ripple effect even stronger for our clients and within our teams. There's that word, the ripple effects. Yeah. I like yeah. I like it. I like it. So, so, so that kind of goes into my next question, which is, Hey, we're, I get it. I, I, this idea of being a progress person, having the authenticity, right. what are some of the, and you kind you mentioned an example, a great one, which is you did a refresh on your values, right? But <laughs> how do I live this out as a, as a leader? And, and, and this is both from an HR or, or other, you know, leadership roles. How do I become a progress person and, and help my team, you know, in terms of, you know, be, you know, their progress inside mm-hmm. yours. Any examples, mm-hmm. you mentioned one, any other, yeah. any other ideas that come to mind there? Absolutely. Well, a lot of companies do this standard practice of doing engagement surveys, but a lot of companies also take those engagement surveys, review them on a quarterly basis, and then they live within the platform or the Excel sheet or whatever the responses are collected in. And I'm encouraging companies and even my own to really look at that data differently in such a way where maybe we don't boil the ocean and take every single category and try to action it, but we take one. We take one that is honestly felt by everyone and then focus on that and see how we can do it differently. And so for us this quarter, rather than again, boil the ocean and look at all five of the of the drivers within our engagement survey, we're focusing on one that's not only relevant to our external candidates, but also our existing employees, and that is growth. So our net promoter score for growth was strong, but I noticed that from a promoter standpoint, okay, great. A lot of people feel like they're growing at Ezra and that's fantastic. Yeah. But then from a passive standpoint, a lot of people just weren't sure about their career trajectories. 
Oh, well, okay. I mean, because there's growth at Ezra where we are in scale up mode. Like, so there's opportunity, yeah. but but what does that opportunity look like for you? What does what what does growth look like for you? And how are you expecting to partner with your leader to actually get you to your next step? And so those are the different kind of conversations that we're having that help yeah. people to progress. And again, my 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 whole ethos, my whole thing is take what's traditional and actually apply it and right size it to the needs of the business today and what the people are asking for versus we're relying on your previous experience. And that's what we're doing at Ezra. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, and I know that a lot, I'll say most, but many, many organizations do some type of engagement survey right. or employee feedback. I also know that the worst thing is to ask people for their feedback and then not do anything. Right. That's but, right. but you're, you're kind of saying, Hey, you know, look at all the data, but make sure you're taking it like a bold step or action on one important part of it. It doesn't have to be all of it, but it, mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, and, and I, I do think that that is progress, right? You're saying, mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to take action here and, and you're going to make sure that it's meaningful. So mm -hmm. that, because it can be a little overwhelming, right? I mean, I get all this feedback. Where do I, I mean, I, I can't, yeah. there's not enough hours in the day, but I can pick yeah. one pillar, one, you know, big part of that and take action and that's progress. So exactly, um, I like that. I like that a lot. Very cool. Um, so, 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 so kind of on this theme, and you mentioned growth was part of the, you know, one of the big steps, you know, internally there. So, you know, when it comes, when it comes to growth, mm -hmm. uh, I know, you know, you had shared with me a little bit about your story, how you kind of leaned into your growth path, mm. right, personally and professionally, and then you were able to find your voice as a leader, and mm -hmm. have that confidence and be able to embrace that and and not and, and and then as you did you know you were able to accelerate your growth from a career standpoint and and so you know where my mind is going is how how can leaders enable that same mindset mm -hmm. for their people right for them to grow and have that authentic way and then have the confidence to lean in so if you don't mind maybe sharing a little bit about your own journey yeah. there but then how do we as leaders enable that for our our people right right well i'm i'm being drawn to very very earlier experiences a failure within my within my within my role and within mm. the different roles that I've had, where it's sometimes it, it, you're at a place where you actually think, okay, well, can I actually do this right the next time, or is this it? And failures could look like, oh man, I made a bad decision on releasing this policy in this way, or mm -hmm. oh, a bad hire. It just whatever the case may be a failed implementation of an HRAS. It could be anything. It's what you do in those moments that I think helps shape who you are as a, as a professional. It's how you progress from those moments. Help they, they actually help shape how you respond to future challenges and you're strengthened by them because you knew you overcame them. And so not to go into the weeds of where I failed. I just know, <laughs> I just know that in those moments, there was great strength that was found when I look back and think, okay, cool. Like I did that fine, forgive yourself. Okay. And then how am I able to apply those learnings to the next step? But the biggest one that I could think of is when I implemented an HRIS that didn't go very well. It was, it was one where I was really excited about it. I thought, okay, great. 
performance management, here we go, everyone, let's get to putting in our goals. And by the third month, I realized there was a 30% adoption rate. And when I went in and I saw that the people that put in their goals actually just had test <laughs> to see if it worked, it told me that I did something wrong. And so unpacking what happened there, okay, was my communication strategy right? Did I get the buy-in from the leaders? Was there a different way or mechanism to attach people to this tool so it didn't feel like an add-on, but instead it integrated seamlessly with their day-to-day? I didn't ask myself those questions. I just did it because it was a cool HR project. But today we're at a place where it's, we, we have an HR system that is fully integrated. We have a language, the OKR language within our team that people understand and are adopting. And the participation rate, well, let me tell you something, John, we're at 88% across the whole board. So there's there's learnings from our failures. And that is something that I, I feel will help people to progress in a different way if they're willing to look back and reflect. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as as a leader, I think there's something to be said for it, you know, making sure that people understand that, you know, hey, it's okay to fail, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you mm-hmm. pick up and you, 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 you know, you apply those learnings, you know, for the next project, right? And your, 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 your story about the current adoption rate is a great <laughs> testament to that. Right. But, but I know, I know personally, you know, as a entrepreneur, as a, you know, a startup leading a startup company, I mean, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like, Failure, you know, the gray, there's a reason I have gray hair. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it's so, so, but it, but it's made me so much stronger. I've learned so much. And, mm. and so what I like, I like about what you're saying is when it comes to employee or, you know, people's growth, it's, it's having space for that failure and, and, and making sure that it's almost like if they're not failing at some point, they're not, you know, putting themselves out there enough. Right. right. And that's where right. that growth comes. And just as a leader saying, Hey, this is okay. Giving that space. I think that's a, that, that's a very meaningful insight just for leadership, not just from an HR, but all leaders. Right. For sure. Um, for, for sure. And if I can add to that, sometimes yeah. it's hard to do it by yourself. It's, it's sometimes hard to get out of your failures by yourself. And so there was a yeah. point in my career where I, outside of Ezra, I, I enlisted the support of an executive coach and, and it helped me to, again, understand where my voice was within all of my, my, my experiences, my failures and my successes. And what was it that would help me to be true to my new narrative as an HR professional? And, and I think that's where having that additional mirror, which is what a coach is, to help you ask yourself the right questions to really be able to identify who you are and what you want and what you're not willing to compromise as a professional. That is where you can actually, they actually help you to translate your failures into successes going forward. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go at it alone. Um, Exactly. So, and, and, you know, a perfect example is you sharing your insights for others right now on this show. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely appreciate that. So, okay. Okay. So Tanisha, as we, oh my gosh, like we're already halfway through the year. (laughs) So as we kind of look in the second half of the year, Mm -hmm. look at towards next year, are there any, any trends, any things that you're kind of seeing more so, or that you're seeing organizations focusing on? What are some of the things that maybe come to mind that as leaders, we should 
have on our radar, we should be thinking about any insights you can share from an overall kind of environment trends perspective? Yeah, yeah. From from an HR perspective, I would say one of the biggest trends is the rise of the HR tech stack. And I'm not talking about chat GPT to help <laughs> with their policies. I'm, I'm actually okay. talking about really cool, nifty HR technology that sits outside of the big names like a day force or a workday or success factors. Mm-hmm. There are so many options out there right now that can be right-sized for our business. But as I mentioned before, live and and operate in where our people live and operate. And so what I mean by that is using tools that integrate seamlessly with what our with the tools that our people are using. Gone are the days where you actually have to, you know, pull teeth for people to put in goals when they're actually doing it in Asana or Salesforce.com. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Like, I'll make this easy for you. I'll I'll integrate these systems so we can actually have a holistic view across different departments. And yep. it really does help us to make data-driven decisions in a more clearly clearly identifiable way. So we're able to impact the business quicker. So yeah, that's one of the biggest, the biggest trends where I don't, I don't think we need to default to bigger names because there's so much out there that i um, happy to share outside of this call. Feel free to have people reach out to me, but there's so much yeah. that we could do. Well, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that, you know, in, in maybe in, in some of our show notes, we can include a few of these resources, but no, I mean, I like what you're saying, it, you know, it, it kind of, what I'm, what you, you talked about an integrated approach, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what I've, what some of the things that I'm seeing right now is this concept of the overall employee experience strategy, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to having silos, like we're going to do this wellness initiative or this DEI or this mm-hmm. learning and development. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's all part of your employee experience strategy, but don't ask your people to go to 10 different places, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I think, you know, what you're saying is, you know, spot on, you know, just overall. So, but yeah, would love to include some of these links in the show notes just for folks to, to reference to you. So thank you for, thank you for that. No, Tanisha, so it's, it's so helpful, you know, to just, to just learn from, from leaders who've been the, the, the roads that you've been on the path, the experiences that you've gained. Right. So as we wrap up today, you know, one of the things that we always try to do for our audience is you know, have something that they can just take and, and implement into their teams or an actionable kind of next step insight. So as we wrap up today, is there anything that comes to mind that says, hey, you know, here are here are one or two ideas that you would encourage folks to take and, and really start applying inside of their organizations? For sure. Well, when I think of progress, growth, and meeting our people where they are to better their employee experience. I think about how the landscape of L&D has evolved in such a way that it truly is customized to that employee experience. And, and, And coaching does that. And again, my experiences outside of Ezra with coaching has shaped my career vastly in such a short period of time. And so imagine what we would be doing for our employees if we look at our L&D strategy differently to include that customization with coaching, but with partnership with the right companies. Again, so to meet our employees where they're at. And so the one takeaway would be if, if learning and development is what is important to your people, then let's not stop with just hearing from them in terms of where they want to grow. Let's help them along with different innovative ways to help them get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I, 
you know, kind of going back to, you know, one of the points earlier, you know, it, it's meeting people where they are, but if just rolling out an LMS and saying, okay, yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's there that doesn't necessarily hit the mark, right? It's, it's the customizing for the person, right? right? So that they can make progress. And then there's a ripple effect across you. <laughs> I'm just weaving it all in. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Yeah, no, this is this is great, Tanisha. Thank you again for just your knowledge, your your insights, and just sharing, you know, about your experience from a leadership perspective. So we are super grateful for you joining us on the Great Retention today. And awesome. and just, you know, again, thank you for for a wonderful show. Awesome. Thanks so much, John. This was so much fun. <laughs> that wraps up another edition of the Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, Go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.